This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to a special edition of A Game of Two Halves, a sports podcast by The Straits Times. I'm ST Sports Correspondent Cezali Abdulaziz and on this episode we have a very special guest. He scored in the Champions League final, he scored in the FA Cup final, he scored at the European Championships. The Premier League's first ever Golden Boot winner we have with us today, former Tottenham Hotspur, Manchester United and England striker Teddy Sheringham. How are you today sir? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> nice introduction. Yeah, it's a lengthy one but I felt I had to shoehorn everything in. It was a long career. <laughs> It was. This is the second time you've been in Singapore in three months. The first was in March, I believe, for the launch of the ICC this year. Maybe you can start by telling us what you're doing here today at the Jalan Besar Stadium where we're recording this podcast. Yeah, we're in uh, conjunction with AIA, the sponsors of Tottenham, for um, putting on a kiddies training session this afternoon from the ages about 6 to 12. There's a couple of Tottenham coaches from over in England come over to help have a look at the kids and picking out the best players to be mascots for the ICC in July. I've just come along to oversee things, have a look around, see what the talent's like on the football pitch, just to be around and show my face and see the smiling faces on the kids this morning, well, yeah, you, this afternoon, sorry. Like we said earlier, we spoke earlier and you said you've been out here for more than a couple of hours out in the sun at Jalan Besar. Uh, what do you make of the talent you've seen from the young boys and girls? Yeah, very good. Obviously, you can't see a lot in the two and a half hours, but we've put on a couple of sessions just to have a look at maybe one or two of the best ones. That's good. I've, I've been very impressed. Well, you're Spurs club ambassador now, of course. You played you know, over 250 games, got 125 goals in all competitions for them. And one of the reasons you are here in Singapore now is also to look ahead to their participation in the International Champions Cup here next month. You know, what are you looking forward to most seeing in July when Spurs take on Juventus? Obviously looking for Tottenham to be doing well. The progression of the football club is what it's all about. Obviously, it was a very good season last season. But um, the next season starts again with the pre-season workouts and the games that start flowing. And obviously, to put on a show first of all to beat Juventus would be very nice and then uh, Tottenham go over to Shanghai after that in the same cup and um, to put on a show again over there and and, uh, expand the football club get close to Asian supporters let the Asian supporters get close to meeting the Tottenham players and generally putting out a good feeling around Tottenham in, in Asia can I check something? Were you a part of the Spurs side that came to Singapore in 1995? Yes, I was, you were. Yes. Uh, played an exhibition match with the Singapore national team, which ended 1 1 and went to penalties, which Singapore won. I, I guess you could call it an upset. <laughs> <laughs> what do you recall from that game? And, you know, pretty sure most of the Spurs boys in the current squad have not played in Singapore and in this humidity. What tips do you have for the current Spurs players before well, they arrive? I just remember in 95 that it was very, very hot. It was, yeah. especially at night, right? So, yeah. 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 So, what, what tips do you have for the boys? Drink lots of water. Make sure you're ready for the heat. I'm sure they'll have a couple of training sessions here before they actually play. They'll get to know that. But these football teams go all around the world now and play in different climates. So it won't be anything new. Any of the ones that are internationals will have to get ready for it for Qatar, right? For the World Cup in a, in a couple of years' time. That's a really early preparation, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll all know all about that, but they'll be ready. You mentioned earlier Spurs have had a really good season, another encouraging season. All things considered, it's another step forward. But they were beaten in, by Liverpool in the Champions League final just a couple of weeks ago. They finished high enough in the league to clinch a place next season's Champions League. How would you rate the season that has just gone? Again, it's progression. I think the football club is moving forward again this season. I think doing well in getting in the Champions League spot, first of all. But more importantly, challenging for the main trophies is what it's all about. And getting in the Champions League final, obviously we would have loved to have won it. But um, getting there in the first place, beating the teams that we beat along the way, you know, it definitely moves the 
club forward and puts us on a bigger and better stage and that's the progression of the football club and you want to keep moving forward as a football club and I think we have one of the best managers in the world at the moment that's trying to take us there. And no doubt he has done a, a wonderful job at Spurs over the last five seasons, particularly as many have pointed out, you know, considering Spurs have not spent as much as the other top clubs in England during the time. Do you think that has to change this summer if they're going to take a huge step forward and well, compete for, for... I think it will do, yeah. I think Tottenham definitely need uh, one or two players just to freshen things up to give you that extra spark. I think when you have gone so long without buying any players, I think it does become a little bit not bland. I mean, you wouldn't say that because mm. the, the club did very well again yeah. to get to the Champions League final. Mm. That just shows you that Pochettino is very, very happy with all the players that he's got at the club. But to go one step further and to progress in the Premier League as well, to become better in that and get closer to Manchester City and Liverpool is the aim. So what areas do you think they need to strengthen? Maybe a deputy to Kane or a centre midfielder? What areas and what types of players do you think they should bring in? Yeah, it's, it's a bit harsh for me to yeah, actually course, say about particular players, but I think it's common knowledge that Lorente is going. So to get another striker that could come in in place of Kane at certain times throughout the season, uh, someone of of a good stature that knows European football and Premier League football at the top end but it's very hard to get players like that you know players don't want to come and sit on benches they, they want to be playing football Lucas Moura has shown that he did really well in the semi-finals and was eager to be playing in the, mm-hmm. in the final it's tough for footballers to sit and watch so you have to get the right blend of the top players that are playing and others that are quite happy to sit on the bench and just play some games sometimes but it's definitely an area that Tottenham need to strengthen if you are enjoying this special episode of A Game of Two Halves so far, do subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. Do like it and give us a rating. Now back to our show, we move on to the second half of our chat with former Tottenham Hotspur, Manchester United and England striker Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, and, and you talk about progression and taking the next step. You know, for all the remarkable work he has done, Pochettino is uh, yet to win a title. I, I, we were chatting earlier and I said we went to London in January and managed to ask the manager this. And he said, you know, he's not bothered at all. The fact that a title has eluded him. You know, but what do you think? You know, how important is that first piece of silverware to the long-term success of Spurs? I think he might have been misinterpreted <laughs> when, when he said he doesn't want to win things. No, no, he said he's not bothered about you know, the, the hoodoo, the spectre of not, yeah. not winning yet. Yes, yeah. and he's a competitive footballer. He's, now he's a manager. He wants to win things, the same as everybody else at the football club. As I've said about the progression of the football club, he's, he's got good stature now. He's, he's beating teams regularly in the Champions League that maybe 10 years ago you wouldn't have expected. So the stature of the football club has changed now. It's just the next progression is, is winning something. And um, that's what everybody at the club, as well as the manager, is, is aiming to do. And going back to one of the key reasons you're here, youth development, another one of the things that Pochettino has been praised for is how he has brought through a number of young talents and blooded them into the first team. Dele Ali, Eric Dyer, Wings, uh, you know, and recently Oliver Skip and players like that. Do you put the club's success in blooding these players down to maybe is it the academy system or is it the courage from the manager to actually play these boys in competitive games? I think a bit of both. I think the academy managers and staff have to take a lot of credit for bringing players through. But then at the same time, the manager's got to take a chance at some stage to blood these players and give them a chance and give them a little bit of respect that they can do jobs of top players, you know. That's how we all have to come through the ranks somewhere and get a chance. So it's great that Tottenham's manager does do that because Mm -hmm. we've got some outstanding players. You only have to look at the likes of Harry Winks coming on the scene now Mm -hmm. and he's gone straight into the England team and the England set-up. I know he wasn't in the last couple of games, but he's had a couple of injuries, but 
he's just the one of a, another long line of really good players coming through the youth setup. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for England's young footballers in general. Also, with you know the under twenty and under seventeen teams winning the World Cup, under nineteen European champions and stuff like that. But do you think enough faith is placed in young players at Premier League clubs? You know, there's always this idea that coaches are, are too preoccupied with winning and you know afraid to put young players and make mistakes and stuff like that. Do you agree with that notion, or do you think you know if you're good enough, you'll get into the team? Well, first of all, the, the managers are there to win things for their football clubs. They're not there to blood certain players they're there to do a job it's up to the young players to force their hand and, and show them on a daily weekly and monthly basis that they're good enough to play in um, in first teams that's what young lads don't understand that all the time that you know they have a couple of good weeks and they expect to be playing in the first team you know it doesn't work like that you've got to be ready to be trusted with a job once you get into the team and so that you can help the team and, and make it a better team that's that's what the manager's looking for whether it be a young player old player black player white player it doesn't matter who it is if he's going to enhance the team he's going in the team so uh, it's up to the youngsters to get better no no a lot of people don't remember but you actually played on loan in sweden is I that did. right with jugoden i, uh, I yes. believe is the pronunciation yes when you were 19 right yes so you know how did that move come about i mean it's something that's often overlooked when people talk about your career but can you just share a bit uh, yeah i was at Millwall, couldn't get in the first team and the manager said to me look we've had an inquiry and they want to take a striker on loan for the summer do you want to go and I said, asked him whereabouts it was. He told me it was in Sweden, in Stockholm. So I went there for the summer and played. Didn't think twice about No, no, no. I loved every minute of it. It made me grow up as a young man, as you say, 18, 19, and playing for actual money rather than <laughs> playing for reserve games that didn't really matter. I was playing alongside grown men that needed to win that bonus at the end of the week, you know. So it made me grow up. It made me understand what football's all about and I had a great time in Sweden as well. I got a lot of debt for the team for taking me on. We have our own Singaporean striker who's 20. You probably might meet him uh, soon. Iksan, who's actually playing in the Norwegian second division. All right. I guess you already shared a bit about how going abroad at a young age helps. But, you know, particularly for a player like from Singapore in this climate and this culture to, yeah. to go all the way to Norway, you know, how do you think that's going to impact his career? Yeah, just living away from home is brilliant for him, first of all. It will make him grow up. You know, he's got to cook for himself, clean for himself and just generally not be around his family. And it makes you grow up. 1920 is a great age to move move home. I'm sure he'll get looked after by his Norwegian club and I wish him well. It's a, it's a great move for him. It gives him a different culture to be involved with. European football is obviously very, very competitive and it'll be no different in the Norwegian second division as well. So I wish him luck. That'll be a lot of fun. And on that note, there's the final whistle bringing to a close a game of two halves. Thank you so much, Teddy, for taking time out to do this with us. Thank you very much. Cheers. Good to be here. If you enjoyed this episode, do subscribe to A Game of Two Halves on Apple's podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. Do like it or give us a rating. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.